happens when you put joy, superheroes, and a love of all things good and holy together? You get the Guardians of Virtue podcast, designed for saints who want to fight for the most precious of all gifts of our time, virtue. Join your host, Elisa Lindsay Johnson, that's me, as I discover everyday heroes who all have one thing in common, a desire to fight as Guardians of Virtue. For God, freedom, and our families, let's discover together what it really means to be a guardian of virtue. Hello, hello. Welcome to episode 19 of the Guardians of Virtue podcast. Today, I'm doing something a little different. I feel like it's time to start doing solo episodes mingled with the interviews I've been doing. This is a little scary for me, but honestly, this whole podcast process has been a little bit scary. But at the end of the day, it's been more of a blessing to me than I could have realized. I hope it's a blessing for you too. On today's podcast, I want to highlight something that is a big problem in our world today and give you ways that you can solve that problem too. I think the problem can be solved with a simple mind shift. I use the word simple because the idea is simple. Change I know is not so simple, but with God, nothing is impossible. So let's dive in. Today we are discovering what it means to be a guardian of friendship. Last week on Instagram, I talked a little bit about this. I'm going to share those thoughts as well as some others that I think will help all of us become better guardians of friendship. I think that we can all safely agree that loneliness is is an epidemic that has taken over the world, much like that C word did back in 2020. But loneliness is lingering longer than that and not much like that C word, or not only that, it hasn't really gone away. Now, if I were some scientist or a person who loves the statistics, I would probably share some type of statistics about loneliness here, but statistics don't really make a difference to me. I love just knowing the formula to fix a problem that I observe. I don't really focus on the numbers of how many or what country, etc. I'll leave that to the statistics people and people who love to look that up. I have observed that loneliness is a problem. I've felt it on occasion, but I have also figured out how to combat loneliness. We can combat loneliness by being a guardian of friendship. I bet that you never guessed that. So now let's talk about what it means to be a guardian of friendship. A guardian of friendship realizes that everyone feels a little lonely sometimes. When we realize that, our perspective changes and we start to see our fellow human beings differently. We realize that because everyone feels lonely, sometimes we truly aren't alone. We all know what it's like to feel that way. So that's one step to understanding the people around you. So yeah. As a guardian of friendship, you have the power to change your own loneliness. You have the power to choose to get rid of that feeling of being alone. You've already taken the first step by realizing that we all feel alone sometimes. Do you know the best way to become a guardian of friendship? 
You try to be the kind of friend you want to have. This is the same kind of advice I received when I was younger about finding a spouse. I remember at a youth activity when I was a Laurel, the oldest class in Young Women's, we wrote down the list, you know, the list, like a Mr. Malcolm's list type of list. The intention of this list, I think, is okay. It's good to know what you want. For example, I knew I wanted someone that would be hardworking and provide for my family, and I absolutely married someone like that. I don't remember what I wrote exactly. Maybe it's one of, in one of my journals or something, but, but I'm sure it was too specific, like down to the eye color and height. Now, of course, I know that things like that don't really matter. The lesson was finished by teaching that we can find what we want by being the type of person we'd want to marry. This concept goes for friendships, too. Be the type of friend you want to have. Whenever I think of the type of friendship I want, I think of friendships in movies. I know movies are fantastical and they're not all real, but in some ways they provide an ideal that I think is totally achievable. My favorite example of friendship that I love is from the movie called Return to Me especially the hospital scene where Grace goes in for surgery. Her family and her friends are all waiting in the hospital for the entire duration of her surgery. People don't do that anymore. Why don't we do that anymore? That kind of loyalty and love that is found in a scene like that is what I want. Most hospital scenes in movies have loyal friends waiting or sitting by their side until they get better. In other movies, you have friends who will stop at nothing to help their friends solve a problem. Loyalty is one of the biggest and most important parts of being a guardian of friendship. Now, I have to put a disclaimer in here. Loyalty doesn't mean that you follow a friend blindly or do something totally against your moral code because a friend asks you to, but it does mean that you should be there for them and let them know that you are there for them. I want friends who are on my side of the court, you know? If I want loyalty and steadfastness in a friend, guess what needs to happen? I need to be willing to be a loyal and steadfast friend and stop whatever I'm doing if a friend needs me. If I'm not willing to do that, how can I expect friends to do the same thing? As a guardian of friendship, we initiate the hanging out. If you don't want to be lonely, you can't wait for people to ask you to hang out. Chances are the people you want to hang out with probably feel lonely too. When you are brave enough to initiate the hanging out, then you are combating your loneliness as well as your friend's loneliness. This can be scary. I am a naturally shy person. Initiating things can be hard, but if it means I'm not lonely, then it's worth it. One of my favorite examples from my own life of initiating the hanging out is during 2020 when we were first in the throes of the C word. After the first month when the whole world was in quarantine, I was feeling especially lonely and going a little crazy with the online schooling that my children were expected to do. I know as I say this, unhappy memories probably come to your mind. That was a really difficult year for many reasons, but I think it's important to share this. I had a couple friends who were going crazy too. So I broke the quarantine rules, don't tell anyone, and invited a couple of my friends to do a girls' night at my house. If you know me well, you know that I love having people at my house, and I'd rather host a crowd than go to someone else's house. No offense to anyone, I promise. I am just a homebody, but I also like people, so having them at my house solves both problems. 
this became a weekly thing. We kept it small just because we weren't sure who else felt comfortable doing something like that. And we ate copious amounts of popcorn and M&Ms and we talked about our problems. I think that really saved our sanity. Another thing I like to do is bake for people. I show my love by giving you food, preferably with cinnamon rolls or homemade bread. A guardian of friendship makes sure their friends know that you love them. Sometimes that means doing things you love, like baking for your friends. Sometimes that means doing things that you don't really love because your friends love to do it. One of my closest friends loves K-pop. I don't mind K-pop, but I don't really listen to it. But I do love her, and she loves to go to concerts. So I'm planning on going to a K-pop concert with her. You may be sitting here and listening, but thinking, Oh, Lisa, I don't even have friends. So how am I supposed to invite them over to hang out? Part of my life story includes moving every year and a half for the first eight years of our marriage. When you move that often, friendships can be hard to come by. One place we moved to was Hobbs, New Mexico. Anyone that has been to Hobbs knows that there's absolutely nothing there. It is in the southeastern corner of New Mexico and really had us questioning why New Mexico is called the land of enchantment. The worst part was that we had to drive two hours to get to the temple or a target. It was the absolute worst. <laughs> It was windy 24-7 and smelled of oil all the time, so we really didn't go outside a ton, which was not fun because I had a little toddler that was very active. Let me tell you how a loaf of bread helped me make one of the most cherished friendships I've ever had in my life. The first Sunday we were there, I remember sitting in Relief Society and seeing this woman come in. She looked like a model, just beautiful and way out of my league as far as friendships go. Later on, I found out she was the wife of one of the bishopric counselors which helped me find out her name and who she was. One day at home, I had this distinct impression to take her a loaf of bread. I remember feeling terrified. Remember how I said that I'm shy? I don't go to people's houses that I don't know, especially by myself. This is just not something I do. And I'm even thinking, like I'm even getting nervous and stressed just thinking about doing that. <laughs> I was so, so scared, but I knew it was a prompting from Heavenly Father. So I made the bread, strapped the toddler into her car seat and drove to my not yet friend's house. I went and knocked on her door and no one was home. Ugh. I was devastated because I really did not want to try that again. As I was putting my daughter in her car seat to go back home, guess who pulled up in their car? None other than the person I was visiting. I was really amazed at the timing and really grateful for it too. I waited for her to get out of the car and I introduced myself and I gave her a homemade loaf of whole wheat bread and basically just lunch. <laughs> that was the small spark that ignited a friendship that truly saved us, or at least me. We started hanging out more and more. She and her husband actually ended up moving into our neighborhood and we hung out almost every day. She saved me from lo a loneliness I never really felt before. Being a new mother with a toddler is difficult and days can feel really long. Having a friend break up the long day was a healing bomb to my soul. That friend saved me from loneliness and I love her and cherish her to this day. Can you believe that a loaf of bread was the catalyst for such a friendship? Sometimes a guardian of friendship has to seek out friends they don't have yet. My advice here is to pray. Include Heavenly Father in your friendship seeking. 
He knows how to make friends. So does Jesus. I mean, he was able to make 12 close friends pretty quickly in his 30s. That's a feat in and of itself. If Jesus can do it, so can you. Pray to recognize individuals who are all seeking friendship. You can become an answer to someone else's prayers. A guardian of friendship makes sure that their friends know they love them. I love doing this by texting my friends to check in with them. I love the friendships I have where I can go beyond the how are you doing today and get to the nitty gritty. My friends are like my therapists. Tell your friends that you love them, that you're grateful for them. One of my favorite ways to show my friends I love them is by getting their favorite drink from Sonic. A Guardian of Virtue podcast episode would not be complete without asking the last two questions. First, how is Jesus a guardian of friendship? My favorite example from his life is when Lazarus died. When he finally showed up to where Lazarus and his sisters Mary and Martha lived, Lazarus had already died. His sisters came out to Jesus and were obviously sad. Jesus had compassion on them and he cried himself. A guardian of friendship mourns with their friends when they are sad. He also went even further as a guardian of friendship and brought Lazarus back to life. We can be like him by being there for our friends and figuratively bringing them back to life and back to a life where loneliness is gone. The second question to end this is, who do I think is a guardian of friendship, past or present? I'm going to pick two because I can and I'm the boss of this podcast. <laughs> the first person I think is a guardian of friendship is my friend Sarah. She's always there for me. She listens to my complaints, my hopes, my dreams, my failures without any judgment. And then she also brings me Coke Zero with vanilla from Sonic sometimes, which is the best, especially when it's Route 44. I know that's bad and I need to be better about that. But sometimes it's just a need. It's not a want. It's a need. <laughs> and remember, my love language is food. So that really, really works. The second person I would pick is Thomas S. Monson. A guardian of friendship serves their friends. Thomas S. Monson was a man of service. He cared for the forgotten people, like widows and older people who are lonely. He was so good at that. I want to remind you and reiterate that you don't have to be lonely. We all need friends. So chances are there's someone out there that needs you as a friend just as much as you need them. It is totally possible to find the friend you need by being the friend you want. Being a guardian of friendship is totally possible. And I promise you that as you strive to be a guardian of friendship, you will find a joy and happiness that is more fulfilling than any object or TV show. I know you can do this, and I'm so excited for you to discover friendships you never knew you needed. May God bless you in this endeavor. Thanks for giving me your time today. You mean everything to me, and I feel blessed to call you friend. Until next time, friends, peace out. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Guardians of Virtue podcast. Please don't forget to give us a follow, and if you have time, please leave a review. Peace out, dudes. <laughs>